Hello, my friends. Welcome back, or welcome if you're new. This is Black Magic, a newsletter and podcast where I pull a tarot card and I talk about it and give you extremely amateur life advice because (laughs) I have no qualifications and I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Except I am an extremely powerful witch. And I would love for you to tell all your friends, ask them to subscribe. There's a free option for my Substack and now paid options as well. I don't have any gated content at this point, but I think that's something I'm going to try to figure out in the future. Uh, For now, everything is free access, so no pressure if you don't want to, you know, pay me money for my little thoughts, (laughs) my little experiment that I'm doing here. That's totally okay. In this economy, you got to pinch your pennies, my friends. And I have become very acquainted with this concept very recently. So lots of life developments since we last spoke, if you're not aware. Basically, uh, last week I talked about the hanged man and kind of extolled the virtues of hanging out before jumping to conclusions, just like letting things happen, just be a very cool little bat hanging in the trees, just waiting for your next meal to come along and not like sweating things that are out of your control. And literally the next day I got laid off from my silly little computer job. (laughs) So This past week, I have been thinking a lot about my own words (laughs) from that podcast episode and just trying to take my advice and not be too concerned about this development, trying not to have my feelings hurt. I'm told it was not a personal reflection of me or my work. I believe that. But I'm also like... (laughs) betrayed (laughs) in some ways. I feel like it was an unjust decision, but it's done. So I guess I'm not going to worry about it. On to the next thing. This just creates space in my life for new opportunities. And those opportunities are going to be even better than what I already had, which was pretty great, but not perfect. (laughs) And I don't know, I'm remaining optimistic, but like how fucking funny is it to just (laughs) have this whole podcast episode about keeping your cool and just accepting things as they come and change is going to happen. You know what else is crazy? Let's talk about the astrology aspect again, because I love to, but I'm an Aries rising as I've mentioned probably every episode, but We just had, like, because of the way planets are aligning right now, the week that I was laid off, like, the day of or the day before, I think, it was, like, a Jupiter Cassini, um, which is, like, when Jupiter aligns with the sun, I think. (laughs) I don't know. I'm still learning all of the terminology. But essentially, because of, like, the, I don't know if it's specific to me and my birth chart or, like, everyone, but the themes of last week were all about 
abundance and new opportunities and change and (laughs) new projects, um, which is like all very exciting and sounds very positive. And it is, but I, it kind of like overshadowed the idea that like, in order to have those new beginnings, then things need to end as well. (laughs) Like, You've got to kill the old world to make room for the new world. So, I mean, <laughs> there was like a lot of astrology that kind of indicated something was coming. There was also like, I'm not, I'm a very perceptive person. And so there were a lot of hints and details and little like secret conversations that I discovered that were happening at at work that, you know, didn't like (laughs) loop me in to like know exactly what was coming. But like once it was announced that layoffs were happening, I was like, oh, I'm gone. (laughs) Like (laughs) That's definitely what that was all about last week. So (laughs) it's been a really weird week of... (laughs) I guess like trusting my intuition or like realizing that I need to be a lot more trusting in my intuition because it's often accurate and this isn't the first time that I've kind of had like a something unfold where I was like I knew this was gonna happen like not in the exact way that it played out but you know, I have these like spidey senses at times where I just know something's up. And I've been thinking a lot about what if I really intentionally decided to trust my intuition in this like kind of transitional era that I'm in right now and really lean into what I think my intuition is telling me. This... (laughs) no coincidence, of course, is about, um, or this is like highly related to the card that I've pulled (laughs) for this reading. Uh, Because once again, the Wild Unknown deck and I are very tight. (laughs) And even when I don't want to hear the brutal truth, the deck is like, too bad, bitch, here it is. (laughs) And I like talked about this, this last episode, where you know, sometimes I don't want to hear those brutal truths and I'm very tempted to just put that card back in the deck and pull a new one, but I just cheat myself when I do that. And imagine what would have unfolded or like (laughs) how I would have felt if I had skipped the hanged van last week because I felt like, no, too brutal, too harsh to be talking about right now. Like... (laughs) My own words have been really kind of a source of comfort to me in the last week, a reminder to myself of, like, don't get stressed out about being suddenly unemployed. Like, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what could happen from this. Like, things are going to get better. This is, like, a good thing. (laughs) And I wouldn't have been thinking, I wouldn't have been in that mindset if I hadn't taken the time to really like meditate on the hanged man and write down my thoughts and really consider those concepts. I'm an extremely powerful witch. (laughs) So let's talk about this week's card. I have pulled the Daughter of Cups from the Wild Unknown deck. This is uh, what's traditionally known as a court card. 
And the Waite Smith deck, um, the more traditional version of tarot, has different names for their core cards. These are uh, the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. And in the Wild Unknown deck, these uh, the page is known as the daughter, the knight is known as the son, the queen is known as the mother, and the king is known as the father. So I'm going to be talking about the daughter of cups as well as the page of cups. So those are just two different versions of the same concept, just depending on the deck. With the Waitsmith page of cups, we see a young person standing on the shore of a body of water of some type. For some reason, I get like a river energy from it, but that's just my own feeling. Uh, and this person is holding a cup in their hand and above the rim of the cup pokes the head of a fish. And the page and the fish are just regarding each other just contemplatively with the wild unknown daughter of cups this is represented by a a young baby swan floating on a still body of water it's very calm you have these like lines in the background that show there's no ripple ripples or waves really it's a very calm uh surface and then the shadow of the young swan is reflected on the water in rainbow colors and then there's a cup at the top of the card there's a lot of shared imagery between these two cards in common the swan and the page both have this very youthful appearance to them so they represent or they kind of call to mind a youthful energy an innocence or maybe even a naivety we also see with both of these cards that water is a major theme and water in tarot um, and a lot of kind of spiritual practices is very representative of emotions and our internal realm, our psychic intuition, the dream world. This also aligns with the theme of cups in general. Each of the suits in a tarot deck are associated with different concepts. So for swords, for example, these are associated with action and intellect. And they're a very dynamic card that usually is associated with change, conflict, and power. Cups, on the other hand, are associated with emotion. They are related to our relationships and the quality of them, the connections that we have with other people. And often when you have a high number of cups cards in your reading, it has a lot to do with love and friendships in your life. I think something interesting about the Waite Smith Page of Cups card is the fish in the cup, I think can be read as an unexpected gift. Like I have this sense of the page wandering down to the river to get a cool drink of water with this cup and being surprised that they've caught this fish instead and... I don't know, the reaction to that could be like, ew, gross, and throw the fish away and 
get the cup of water instead. Or maybe the fish is a gift that you bring home to your family and that's your dinner for the night. Or maybe you keep the fish as a pet. Like there's there's different options. But I like this idea of maybe getting more than what you expected and turning it into a positive. I think if you're listening to this podcast or you read my newsletter, first of all, you are my friend in real life probably, but also even if you're not my friend, you are probably somebody who is deeply artistic um, and creative. Maybe you do that for a living or that's just like your side passion that you do outside of how you make your living. You're a very tender person in that you put a lot of thought and care into your creative works or your relationships or your personal projects, whatever that is. And that's can be such a blessing, especially if you are an artist of any kind, if you are a creative person of any kind, that deep connection to your own emotions is so important to be able to draw from, but also can make it so difficult to live in the world that we do. When you're a sensitive person, it can be so easy to be affected by the state of the world around us, like the corruption and the suffering and the disparity and wealth and poor living conditions for people who are not part of the wealthy elite and everything feels like it's barreling towards this future of even more uncertainty on a climate level, on an economic level, like it's really overwhelming. And even when we pull back from that and focus on an individual level, life can be so challenging when we think we have things figured out and then some unexpected event upends everything. We lose a job, we break up with someone or they break up with us, we fall out with a friend or someone we love dies. A pandemic happens and millions of people die. I think when people are faced with what feels like an insurmountable amount of grief and confusion and fear it seems like the easier, simpler option to just distance ourselves from those emotions or the things that cause them. Our primal instincts of self-preservation kick in, and if we're not careful, all of this mess that is the world can make us harsh and hard and cold, and it's actually... The radical act is to intentionally stay soft and engage with the world from a place of love and kindness, even though you've had your trust broken again and again. I think that's where that youthful innocence, that naivety that I mentioned with the Daughter of Cups and Page of Cups, that's where that kind of plays in here, where we have to be brave enough to say, 
fuck it. I'm going to keep trusting people and the universe anyway, even though I've been repeatedly let down or disappointed or had my heart broken. Because the other option is to become bitter and harsh and detached from our own feelings and from people. And that seems like a way worse existence. <laughs> Keeping that innocence alive, the, the innocence of the Daughter of Cups energy, lets us approach life with curiosity. I keep talking about that, but clearly that's a theme the cards really want me to process and, and hold right now and just be open to all possibilities, especially those that really spark my creativity or my intuition. And like in doing this, I'm able to expand my self-awareness, which expands my potential and exposes me to new people, new experiences. And all of that just helps me know my own purpose and my passions better I wouldn't have those, I wouldn't have that knowledge if I didn't like stay open to those opportunities in the first place. There's this concept in witchcraft, um, or it might be Wicca specifically, uh, I definitely went through a teen phase of being Wiccan, <laughs> um, but there's this concept that you attract the energy that you put out into the universe. So if you let yourself harden against the harsh realities of the world and you become this bitter negative person, that's the energy that you're putting out. And so that's what the universe is going to give you. If you stay open to anything, to possibilities um, and opportunities, the universe is going to pleasantly surprise you. So it's a much better use of your energy. And I think it uses way less of your energy to focus on staying optimistic and open to whatever comes next rather than dwelling on what you can't control because that's just wasted energy. Something else that I want to touch on in the Daughter of Cups imagery is this reflection of the rainbow colors in the shadow of the swan. And I think this is, to me, I kind of interpret this as the swan contains a full spectrum of emotion. And I think this speaks to this idea that we have to let ourselves feel all of our feelings, those that are deemed good as well as those that are deemed bad or negative. I think anxiety is a really good example of a feeling that is very commonly viewed as negative. It's a bad feeling. It doesn't it doesn't feel good to have anxiety. But I think that there are ways that anxiety can benefit us. Like anxiety in a primal, like basic form is the intent behind it is to protect us. It alerts us to any danger that is around us and motivates us to like get away from that danger or avoid risks that could potentially damage us it's when that anxiety kicks in over things that are not actually dangers to us 
that's when it becomes an issue. The same thing kind of applies to grief, which is a topic that I am very familiar with. Something that I thought about a lot as I was grieving my father after he passed away was this idea of feeling incredibly lucky to have had a dad that I loved so much. So grief was, I would never call it a positive thing, but it's an experience that I had that really opened my mind to the different people in my life that I love so much and made me appreciate them a lot more because I know that I have such immense capacity for grief when I do lose them um, or if I lose them. When we allow space for the so-called bad feelings in our lives, it really heightens the feeling of sweetness that we get when things are good. Grief heightens and deepens love um, when we lose the people in our lives. And anxiety heightens and deepens the feeling of serenity and peace and calmness when we get to a point in our life where we're feeling that. And when I'm talking about anxiety here, I'm talking about regular run-of-the-mill not necessarily needing to be medicated type of anxiety. I know people really suffer terribly from from that, um, and I don't want to minimize that, of course. I think I just mean that when we've come through periods of hardship and distress, it just makes it that much easier when things get good again to sit back and think, isn't this nice? It's like that concept of kintsugi with like Japanese pottery that's been broken and then merged back together with gold. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Lana Del Rey sings about it on her most recent album, but also, I mean, we're all very familiar with the Leonard Cohen lines. Ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. We can let ourselves be broken open and trust that we'll be reforged in an even better form after. When we break open like that and we let people see that and support us through that, we forge these really deep connections with people and the friendships that result from that are unshakable. And I'm extremely biased in saying this. Maybe it's just me that believes it. Probably not. But I think that that is the whole point of life is making connections to people and really fully seeing people for who they are. And like, I don't want to also forget to acknowledge that we can't let those feelings overwhelm us because that's not good either. Everything in moderation, including our emotions. We have to, I read this somewhere. I wish I could remember. It was probably a TikTok. I love to say that I read something and it was a fucking TikTok, of course. But 
I heard something, read it. Basically, you are the sky and your feelings are the weather. So they don't make up who you are and they will pass. And the swan's rainbow shadow on the water is like feelings can color the way that you perceive the world around you, but they are not fact. And if you can just like let yourself feel those things for a little and then detach from them, you're able to see the way things are way more clearly and you're not letting your emotions drive your decisions and you can really more fully trust your intuition because you've let yourself process those feelings rather than trying to like hold them down or repress them or ignore them or detach from them. You're, you end up being a much more whole person when you just let yourself go through those emotions. And once you've been through that to bring it back to the artistry, I think you make way better art because it's so deeply connected to the emotions that you've been through and other people who have also felt that will see it and connect with you. I think that's like what makes great art. I don't understand the motivation to make art without the expression of emotion. I think if you're doing that, it's just marketing. Like you're just, it's all aesthetic and no fucking like substance, which is a different thing from art to me, but that's just my opinion. I hope that all resonates with you. I'm really interested to see where my life is going and how this card is going to play into it. I won't lie. I have been feeling a lot of dread at the idea of having to put on my corporate clown makeup and do my little dance for daddy to try to get another tech job of some kind. I mean, it doesn't feel great out there. Lots of layoffs. Layoffs are on trend this year, so I guess that's some comfort to me. I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> but I think it's significant that this card has come up for me at a time where I really feel at a crossroads and have been thinking a lot about how I can pursue something more creative and so something more aligned with my passions and I don't know if it's this podcast but I've got some time <laughs> to work on it so we'll see what happens I I'm gonna be posting a lot more on social media I think to try to get more followers and figure everything out as I go <laughs> That's life, baby. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it all the way to the end if you're still here. And also, thank you to everyone who has subscribed in the last couple of weeks. It means a lot to me. If you are so inclined, please leave comments in the Substack post. I'm pretty sure you can do that if you are on a free subscription. If not... <laughs> feel free to correct me. Um, but I got lots of time to chit chat and hear about your thoughts on this. So 
I welcome any and all discussion. Okay. Lots of love. Goodbye.